Welcome back to another week of Making It. I am your co-host, Woo! Sugar. Woo! I'm your other co-host, Fasso. And this is our... We don't know what episode we're on, yeah. to be honest. We've just recorded them all in batch. Okay. And so, yeah, it might be the first one, might be the last. Mm. You never know. This week is actually a really interesting topic, um, which I know a lot of people can relate to. But we're going to be talking about what it's like being a South Asian creative. So we're going to talk a little bit about our own experiences as to um, like how our family and friends kind of cooperated with us when we started doing a lot of creative ventures. And also, why is there like a sudden rise in South Asian creatives in the current generation as opposed to before. Yeah. Cool. So Fessel, do you want to start off with with your experience as to how your family and friends kind of got on board or if they have got on board yeah, with being a yeah. creative? I think like um obviously it's been it's been like a big journey. So like we talked earlier about how I sort of I started creating in terms of like uh gaming videos and stuff back in the day, right? Mm, did they know about that? Oh yeah they knew about that. Fair. And a lot of my friends did. But it wasn't like it was more of a hobby. People kind of like I think it was generally sort of seen by people as okay this isn't like a serious thing mm. he's doing it just because he enjoys it there was even in my head like it, there was no thought of okay this i'm going to do this professionally or take it further etc etc but like um i think generally generally even back then in our sort of south asian community obviously i'm, I'm probably just speaking from my, my experience and mm. sort of the families and friends that i know so maybe i'm a bit biased maybe there are sort of like other communities who had a completely different experience but we like I felt like it was almost it wasn't like it wasn't like it was actively discouraged, but it wasn't encouraged like the other sort of fields were like you know science uh, sciences um you know mathematics engineering sort of uh, professions like law and things like that so there there were sort of almost go to sort of careers which were sort of nudged uh, in front of us to be like hey look look at these like careers you know what i mean mm. um but at the same time like yeah if you ever brought up something like creative or artistic or you know you wanted to do something outside of those sort of disciplines it was almost met with are, are you sure like do you know like i don't know if it's more the fact that maybe our parents and family and friends like didn't know where that would lead and just because they didn't know about it that's why they couldn't necessarily encourage they didn't it. know anything better they didn't know did anything they? better yeah exactly mm. but i think obviously previous generations as well are thinking job security like it was a it was yeah. a big problem, you know what I mean? Like, so it would it, it kind of makes sense that they would choose um, mm. to encourage jobs, which you know that you're going to end up with something like, that gives you stability. That gives you and stability, and you always have exactly, a backup. Yeah. And we've learned that the hard way, <laughs> mm-hmm. especially with like creating. But um, so yeah, that was like back in the day, and then yeah, so sort of at, as I started med school, like I never really got involved in anything creative, and then. After I graduated, that's when I was like, okay, let me kind of circle back to creating again. We talked about how I sort of rediscovered it and everything like that. But then at that point, it was almost as if like, you know, my parents were like, okay, cool. You know, he's got a stable job. You can do what you want. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. You've got the freedom. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm lucky that I've got got freedom with the medical school debt. Exactly. All that. Um, But I'm quite lucky because obviously my parents were just like, my parents, family, friends were all quite supportive. They're like you know, this, it might start off as a hobby, wherever it goes, cool, it's just like something else. I think people's minds change when you, once you've got something, once you do something as a side hustle alongside like a day job, it's almost as if, oh, he's extra ambitious. Like you don't, they don't want to just, you don't want to just do, you know, that your, your day to day, you're doing mm. extra things. So then it's seen as almost, you're doing a base plus extra, mm. as opposed to it's taken over your, like if I were to take the leap 
and leave medicine and then just go f- like full time into like something creative, then I probably would be met with some sort of, you know, weird faces like, are, are you sure? Like, yeah. you know what you're doing? Like, because I mean, even we don't fully understand where it might go, even if it were to go somewhere, like, yeah. you know, like better or, you know, if it would pick up in the future. Mm. So you can only imagine what other people would think. Yeah. And I think like a lot of the South Asian creatives, well, not a lot of them, but I think there is like a growing community of South Asians who started off with having a job in the corporate field or the medical field or like the law field. And then they have then either had a career change or they do these creative side hustles. So I think that trend is definitely there. Yeah. Um, but what I find so ironic about the South Asian culture is the culture itself is actually really creative. Mm. Like it's actually driven by creativity, whether it comes from dance, music, food, yeah. everything is creative. Like our ancestors, like they like they would be lying if they said that they never sang or they never danced or they never played the harmonium or the yeah. dobla or whatever. Like it's such a creative culture, but yet our parents or like that generation of parents always impose the opposite. Yeah. And I think like obviously that comes from like this whole idea of that like, they probably grew up in an environment where like they lacked a lot of stability, they lacked mm-hmm. a lot of security. And essentially, you know, they migrated to the Western world to give exactly that. Yeah. And I think they kind of just correlate success with stability. But they when it comes to creativity, they just think they're two very mutually exclusive things. Yeah. But they don't have to be. Um yeah. but yeah, I just find that really ironic to be honest. Yeah, no, that's true. I think also there's like there's an element of <clears throat> sort of within our sort of culture or religions, there's like sort of almost certain boundaries that we wouldn't want to cross. And when, when you're creating, I think a lot of people just assume that creators essentially have like almost no limits when it comes to their creation. Mm. Like they sort of air out their dirty laundry, they sort of, um, you know, create and sort of push past those sort of boundaries. And then so there's that almost sort of family kind of like, not embarrassment, but like, you know, eyes are on you to make sure that you're not crossing those boundaries. Mm. So to make sure that you don't, they just sort of advise you to, like, avoid it altogether. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I would say, like, female South Asians have way more boundaries imposed on them than male South Asians. I feel like if a male South Asian was to have, was to pursue something in the creative field, they would definitely get less backlash. But for some reason, like, I think, so so for example, if a male South Asian was to say, okay, I'm going to do this, creative venture like they'll see it as like a talent Mm. whereas if it's a female south asian they instantly think okay but you shouldn't be talking too much like you you shouldn't be voicing your opinion too Mm. much in the public that's how they see it so they don't they won't see it as like a talent they'll just see like oh well actually like you need to be really like humble and modest and like maybe it's something that you can do in like your own time but you why do you have to share it to the world Mm. like they're just not used to just women speaking up but obviously i think that has definitely changed like in the last couple of years or yeah. so. And you I think, think that's just mainly like a cultural thing. Yeah, definitely. But I think like with culture, like we're forgetting like the whole kind of, we're growing up in that e- like era of like digitalization, right? Mm. And our parents are adapting with that too. And I think like, for example, I think my dad became very open to kind of the whole social media stuff as soon as he got an iPhone. Mm. You know, as soon as he got an iPhone and he saw like that kind of WhatsApp culture and saw people sharing things on Facebook, because that was then normalized, he then didn't really see it as like a big thing. Yeah. Whereas actually like when I was, you know, 15, 16 and like, you know, Snapchat and all of that just started. Yeah. It was just like, what are you doing on your phone? Like, what, yeah. why are you recording yourself and yeah. whatever? Because the only thing that they know about recording is, you know, just recording yeah. something for the TV or like 
it being released in like places yeah. that you don't want it to be released. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's crazy because things have changed so quickly, like over mm. like a couple of decades, right? Like now, even if we think about it, like we find it weird when we see kids message using like Snapchat, for example, mm. and they're probably thinking, no, it's normal for them, but we we find it odd. So there's there's that disconnect, you know what I mean? So even when like things like TikTok came out, we were like, mm, nah, I think we're all right with what we're currently using, Instagram and whatnot. You yeah. know what I mean? There was there was a long lag before we started to see, okay, wow, this sort of short form video thing is a really like new thing. Mm. And there's almost that disconnect between sort of what we what we were used to or comfortable consuming and what kids had been consuming for years before yeah. we even like adopted the technology. Mm. You know what I mean? So like now a lot of, you know, us, our friends, like, We've like you know signed up to TikTok and things yeah. like that, and so we've experienced it ourselves. But there was a long delay, and so like mm. you can imagine, like for our parents, sort of their generation, they're probably just like, screw that, I'm not gonna, you know, just continue doing yeah. that forever. And like these kids, I'm, we're not gonna do the same thing that these kids mm. are doing. There's no point looking into it. I mean, how would they even hear about it? You yeah, I mean, exactly. But I feel like as long, I think what, what parents always kind of do is like they don't really care what you actually do as long as you're meeting like their minimum requirement of like whether it's getting married or having a stable job so it's like actually like if like your content or like for example okay we're medics right so if our content was based on medicine and health then you'd actually see like you know parents kind of almost advertising it saying like oh look like this is the kind of stuff that they do like they kind of educate about like medicine and health like it's so good so good but actually if if i did videos that were completely different to all of that would i get that same kind of support like mm. yeah no i get what you mean because like say for example if i make medical videos Mm. everyone would be like okay cool like and they'll probably share it in in their whatsapp or for example if you're in tech and you're sharing you're talking about your own career it almost they almost affiliate it with part of your job yeah. like okay this is you're just trying to get ahead within your sort of career but yeah like if you if you're creating on like a completely separate topic mm. it's almost as if why are you doing that and i think part of it also comes from the fact that they don't know what it can lead to like even yeah. our friends or you know a lot of people who don't really understand why people create mm. and it's it's still very like you know commonplace it's only been like a few years before we sort of figured out why yeah. all the benefits that come with creating um people are just probably thinking okay so you're just gonna upload videos like there's probably no money in that people just generally don't understand the sort of economy around mm. creators and so i don't really blame like the older generation for not really understanding it's just sort of but i think they're starting to come around with understanding as they start to see other people that look like us sound like us mm. start to take center stage yeah and like to fill those roles that we're sort of like seeking to also like be yeah. alongside you know what I mean yeah for sure um and then so I think like let's just kind of like talk about the kind of idea of like if we if we weren't medics mm. and we were going to pursue something creative how do you think that would have been perceived oh tricky one um I think it's difficult because like now like for example if I think I'd be disowned <laughs> like depends what you did Pretty much. No, you, I, what, I used to, so for? I used to paint. Well, anything. No, so so when I was a kid, I used to paint loads. Like yeah. that was my thing. I used to, I was like part of like the whole gifted and talented group at my school. Like just painting was my main thing, and I literally I've remember so vividly. Huh? I've seen your paintings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a good thing you gave up. Okay. Let's just end this episode. Right there. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I remember like I was just painting in my room, and this was like at the time when you had to choose your GCSEs. Yeah. And then my parents, like, they weren't that strict to be like, 
you are doing medicine and nothing else. It wasn't that. Like, I think they saw that I had really good grades in science. So they kind of just manipulated me in that sense. And it's the same manipulation that any South Asian parents will pretty much give. It's like, oh, like, oh, Beardo, like, it's really good that, you know, your artwork is obviously amazing. Mm -hmm. But, like, you've got to kind of think in the long run, like, will it bring the bread on the table? And then you start to then kind of, like, second guess your own Mm. kind of passion. And you think, "Mm, yeah, you're right and stuff. But obviously at the time, the creator economy didn't even exist. You know, so actually the only form that I knew of, like, making a living out of art is pretty much, like, your exhibitions or doing, like, custom pieces for clients and then but then again there's no guarantee of like you know how many clients you'll get or how many things you'll produce but obviously nowadays you've got different forms of like art that you can sell online it doesn't even have to be the actual like physical form Mm. there's a lot more passive ways associated with it yeah um so yeah like and then obviously i went into science and i don't regret it i absolutely got my job um but yeah, I, I, I don't blame them because actually, like you said, like back then they didn't really know anything more, and neither did I. Yeah. So, um, so you basically yeah. wanted to become a painter. Yeah, I, well, I think it was and like your doctor. Then I thought, how can I compromise? Have time to paint. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> then I thought, how can I like? Um, and this is another interesting thing. I feel like anyone that's grown up as like a really like you know pure heart creative. Yeah. And then they get proposed with that kind of like friction from their parents. You then start to think of, okay, so how can I combine my art with something that yeah. they will approve of? So then Where's I the start, middle ground? Yeah. So then I start thinking, okay, science and art, science and art. Like there's that whole kind of like philosophy of science and art. And then I thought, yeah. hmm, I love designing, but then I'm also really good at science. So mm-hmm. then I thought architecture. Like yeah. I thought that's a really good common ground. And actually, like, for example, like my dad, like he's quite familiar with properties and stuff. Yeah. So then I thought, oh, maybe that could get accepted. Yeah. So it's like just that whole thought that like when I was thinking about my career, a lot of my thought was impacted on how would I please my parents? Mm. And I just think like I think in a lot of ways, like it's difficult as well because say for example, like if you th- uh, if you take um jump back to when we were like young, right? And we're thinking, okay, I'm maybe I'm good at this art. I'm maybe good at something creative, right? You have you we ha- like we didn't have a lot of representation of people who no. who did what we wanted to do. So, for example, like if I think back to, like for example, yeah, I like doing art. I like maybe playing games or you know some something along something more creative, right? W- when you think back to those days, if we, we we're kids, right? We don't we don't we don't really know what the path is towards where 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 we want to go we don't even know what it looks like Mm-mm. at the end goal so if our if our parents didn't know and we didn't know how how would we expect to even go about it yeah so i think the non like south asians who are like you know already occupying the sort of spaces they have two things which kind of like um if they have two things they automatically like are, are sort of steps ahead which is number one they've got representation mm. And I never realized how big of a thing that was until I yeah. started to see people that look like me, sound like me in positions. Where I was like, okay, now it takes away one step from like imagination to reality. You know what I mean? You're like, okay, I can almost picture myself in this person's boots because we, we are so similar. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So they've got lots of representation. And secondly, sometimes they've got, a, sometimes if they're sort of, they've got a safety net in terms of like sort of, you know the family's relatively wealthy or that you know they can they can afford to make mistakes for several years in a row stay at, you know stay at home etc like that um then they've obviously got those benefits so unless you, you you need several different sort of ingredients uh like that to kind of even you know risk having yeah. like attempting such, mm. such a thing you know what i mean so i feel like a lot of us 
South Asians are now sort of in a position where we look for the stability first. We look for that safety net mm. because we know it's sort of ingrained in us yeah. not to take that risk. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, it's very helpful. It's kind of like it's, it means we're, we're more stable. It's, uh, you know, risk averse. But it there's not many people, there's still not as many people taking the complete leap to going no. full time. But why would you when you're so comfortable? Why would mm. you go back to something which is more risky, you know, not earning for several years? Or you, you never know how, when the money might come through. Yeah. And you see this with like all creatives. Essentially, you know, it's, it, it sort of goes up and down. Some, sometimes you have a good month. The next, you know, six months, maybe you, you've got no projects. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of nuance to like, you know, being South Asian in the community space, but also the different stages at which you you want to get involved. And also with the rap, rapid like digitalization like you said like yeah. there's so many different factors coming in mm. but we're currently in a place where we're we've got nine to fives yeah we're doing this as a like a side hustle but we're almost rediscovering that okay our, our passions and th- and seeing that okay we can like maybe we can sort of relive some of our like childhood dreams which now do you know what i mean yeah so i think that's nice even e- even though people have like nine to fives now yeah. they've got you know full jobs and they're only doing this as a side hustles the fact that they've come around and, and are thinking you know what let me just give this a try like i never gave it a try before mm. let me give it a try now yeah. i think i think that's really nice yeah 100 percent um and i think like those who for example have like kind of started it on from like a very early point i feel like they either have like parents or family who also are like mm. in the creative I don't want to say the word creative because it just doesn't match like a South Asian family yeah. so, so when I say creative I mean like like I would say that the you mean tradi- like receptive yeah so I think more like the, the mm. traditional kind of forms so for example like they're musicians or like they mm. well like or they play an instrument or like they're artists or whatever because right. like because I think when we say the word creative to us now, we think, okay, like, you know, online presence, YouTube, yeah. all of that stuff. But then, like, I remember when I was saying the word creative to like, my dad, he, he would then say, like, every time you say that, I just think of, like, Shah Rukh Khan or I think of, yeah. like, Bollywood. And I thought, that's actually really interesting. Yeah, no, like, it is true. And I think, and I was like, hmm, maybe Bollywood ruined it for us. Like, because way? it's like, you know, and it's not the first time I heard Bollywood every time I say creative. Yeah. So, like, I was talking to my auntie the other day and then I was saying to her like um, well she found out that like oh, I, had, I had some YouTube videos mm. and I was like oh god who yeah. told you how did you know essentially one of my cousins then like showed like the YouTube videos to her um, and then she was just like oh what are you trying to be like the next like Ashwarya Rai and I was like oh my god I never even thought about that but I mean how did like you think her that's brain just a comment just... maybe aimed because you're a female South Asian yeah but, but I don't why does I've, it go straight to Bollywood nobody, nobody said to me like oh you're trying to be like Shah Khan like <laughs> <laughs> I wonder uh, why, why why are they saying well, that you'd me? be so gassed off if someone said that oh, yeah, <laughs> um, but why does it always jump to Bollywood and I thought hold on a second like there's probably reasons why like they're just really like not so fond I of, think like, they probably think that. okay if you want to be if you're trying to be a creative or you're setting up a YouTube channel you're trying to just be famous yeah and you I know think, what I mean like I think uh, even that that was my opinion of people who try to sort of make things or have an online presence yeah. before is that you're just trying to be famous and, mm. and get the money that, so, that comes with it yeah. without really knowing all the sort of things around it. Like, yeah. There's a lot of people, like we said in previous episodes, who just want to be creative for the sake of being creative mm. and don't want an online presence. They just want to make things. Exactly. And that's completely fine. Uh, like you could just, you could, you could be off the radar and just sort of sell to clients 
mm. and nobody really know even your name. You can do it under like a, a you know a fake name. Stage name. Alliance, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so yeah. So obviously the definitions changed as we've gone along, but yeah, because it's like the thing is, it's like going back to Bollywood. Like I think Bollywood does have like a quite like. I wouldn't say negative connotations, but it's like when you do think of Bollywood, you then kind of like think of that whole culture of like, just like the celebrity A-list culture, isn't it? Mm. Of like being out there, you know, bad things being said about you or everyone really wanting to find out like yeah. your personal life and all of that stuff. So I think as soon as like you then start putting stuff online, yeah. I think maybe our parents then think like, are we going to get sucked into that culture? Yeah. Um, and also when they kind of like think, like, so, so when we propose that idea of like, you know, you can get really successful and you can get really big doing mm. this stuff, they then instantly envision like that whole kind of like group of like, Bollywood celebrities and think, okay, is that what she means by success? Yeah. Because actually, humble yourself. There's other forms of success than yeah. being famous and being all of that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think... You know, what's imp- you know what's interesting as well is that, like, most Asian families, say, for example, if they really like watching Bollywood films or yeah. Asian shows, for example, right? If you, enjo- if you get enjoyment out of watching something like that, you have to understand that someone in the world has to sort of allow uh, or permit you know, be receptive to their kids or whatever going into that field for mm. you to get that entertainment. Because if that if the attitude of let me discourage you from going into that was like widespread, you wouldn't even have the shows that you, you sit down know what every day would, yeah. to watch. So it's it's that disconnect between, oh, I really like watching it online, but yeah, you, you don't get involved in it. Do you know mm. what I mean? Um and obviously that's understandable to some to to some extent, but at the same time like I think the conversations need to be had about like what it really entails, where the limits are, where the yeah. boundaries are, and how you'd make it work. You know what I mean? And and sort of, um, I think a lot of people, especially in the South Asian community, it's like the stereotype in it. They, yeah, they just have difficulty having those conversations because they don't necessarily have that sort of relationship, or it's almost like a stigma to talk about mm. that sort of thing in, in the in an Asian household. Yeah. Um. So it's difficult, like. I mean, we're we're very lucky that we're on the other side of it, so yeah. we've kind of gone past that stage, and we've yeah we've probably had our mm. difficult conversations around it ourselves. But I think, like you, like you said earlier, like we sort of navigated it by sort of going through the traditional route of yeah getting a a job that we we both enjoy, but then sort of circling back, saying okay now like there's no there's no there shouldn't be an issue with us mm. creating now because we've done both. Yeah, you know what I mean, we've done what our sort of parents sort of yeah like, I feel like as soon as we graduated we're like there is nothing yeah. that you can say that I'm I can't hard. do yeah like that's it I'm like be I am free <laughs> I can be Ashwarya right I can be any actually, like no. uh, you got it on camera look if you, if you see me TikTok. remaking those dolls now you know why <laughs> um, but yeah like I, I kid you not like as soon as I graduated I literally was like okay here's here's this certificate yeah like I've I have you know, I've I, done my service. I've done my service <laughs> to you. I've done my probation. <laughs> now I can go. Yes. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't want to make it sound like it was like the worst thing ever because yeah, at the no, end of the day, that's been unfair we are very, very thankful. We are also really, really blessed that yeah. we were born into a very blessed and privileged world that yeah. we could become medics and that our parents, you know, could help us finance that. So a moment of appreciation, <laughs> yeah, no, no, 100%. 100%. Like, I, I think... It's unfair for us to be uh, sort of. I mean, obviously, we have to. The talk goal about, we're in jail. Like, yeah, like uh, it's no, it's yeah, not. It's, it's not, not like that. that. As in, in a lot of ways, I'm actually happy it sort of ha- happened this way. Yeah. Like when you, when we think about it, like to even have a safety net in this kind of climate of like you know is the difficulty finding jobs. 
I mean, we're assuming that if we went straight into creating that we would even be successful or find jobs or have a decent living. You know what I mean? It's not that yeah. easy. If anything, yeah. it's much, much harder. Mm. Like um, for us, like e- school and university and thing tra- trains you to sort of have issues, maybe problems and deal with it sort of thing, mm. right? especially in the sciences and whatnot. So when we, when we go to work, you pick up a book, you study, you do this, blah, blah, blah. It's done. In the creative world, it's not necessarily that. You can have a, an idea and do your work and people just aren't receptive to it. It won't sell or no, nobody likes what you're doing. So what yeah. do you do in that situation? That is a much more, in my, in my opinion, much more stressful yeah. position to be in. Yeah. Because um, we've seen firsthand how hard it is to like just even stick to a basic schedule of putting at work. So, yeah. you know, all credit to people who do sort of go full time mm. uh, and you know make that their their full time yeah. you know full time work but i think like the reason why we kind of like make this whole thing of like oh like now we've got freedom thank god we finished medical school mm. whatever i think is because first of all like we're probably two examples of people who could cope with that career like there are loads and loads of people and I even know people in my own medical school from the South Asian community who have entered medical school could not cope with it I know a few people that lost their lives and you know that's the thing and I think the reason why we're kind of expressing like this whole like we're not saying we're we're being oppressed but it's like there are individuals who cannot cope with that pressure and I think when you go into something because of external pressure whether it's imposed from your parents or just from that society like things can end really really badly and there are so many like sad stories that we hear you know even till this day so I think like you know we're not saying that we're not appreciative of like you know being medics and stuff but we are just examples of people who also in the process grew to like it and we grew to like what we do and actually like I always do wonder like okay if I didn't enjoy this like this this could have turned out quite dangerous because like it is a lot of pressure like medicine isn't something that you can just go in and open a book and then that's it like having that frame of mind is one thing but also like those exams anyone will know are really like relentless you know Mm. even entering medicine that process is relentless and then once you get in you then realize oh my god the next five years that's it it's just a constant grind constant grind and like even like those who have passed it and like every doctor out there like they will tell you no one has ever said these exams are easy Mm. but it's like equally you just think okay if I can get through it that's fine but I also respect those who then do quit and say you know what this is not for me like and we've got friends as well who've left medicine and have explored the creative ventures and like I'm happy for them because they've you know their family like may have may or may not have been supportive to the beginning but they're just seeing how like how happy their child is I think it's it's, it's like super brave thing to do to actually make the decision to be like look I've spent several years doing this but I still want to leave in spite of that like you know the the sort of sunk cost fallacy which is I've spent you spent time doing this you may as well stick with it yeah you've invested that time exactly but like I raised it you know it's it's a fallacy for a reason because like you spent that time Mm. whether you like it or not now now the decision is do you continue going down that path if you don't enjoy it or you take you know take a brave new path and go somewhere else so you know I think we're we're sort of we're quite lucky because we're at this position where now we're seeing other people in other careers Mm. doing just as well if not better than better than us like in terms of you know like financially or you know in terms of their lifestyle and so the sort of stereotypes before which were like you know outside of these main professions you it's going to be very difficult for you to get a job but now like things like tech and things like that which maybe back in the day were a bit more so you wouldn't know much about it yeah now like you know a lot of people are getting into and you know they, they're doing very well for themselves so but also do you think it's also because the South Asian community is becoming more understanding and considerate of mental health. So I think that has a huge impact to it. 
What do you mean? As in, like the mental health that 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 uh, like the toll of of someone doing what they yeah, don't so do. Yeah, so I think like traditionally speaking, like when someone says, oh, I really can't do this, like this is just too much, I really yeah. can't do this, like you then kind of have this like notion of like, oh, literally, it's, it's like what you said, like yeah. you've invested that much time, like you're literally nearly there, why give up now, why give up now? Yeah. Like there's that mentality of always thinking about the destination rather than the journey, mm. whereas I feel like now people are becoming more considerate of the mental health and taking into account that actually the journey means a lot more than the destination. It's like, okay, yeah. fair enough. I've reached that destination and they say, okay, I, I graduate medical school. Yeah. But if it means that there's a high risk of me not being able to cope with things, yeah. then I might not even reach that point oh, yeah. for really bad reasons, right? So I think yeah. maybe the South Asian community is becoming more yeah, no, open I think as a that. factor, there's also the fact that people who are doing traditional sort of, you know, high, a lot like, you know, um, high working hours, for example, medicine, law, etc. They're becoming sort of disillusion with the idea of oh you, the harder you work the better your future is sort of thing they want more you know four four day working weeks they want better quality of life so there's also that and they're sort of becoming more aware that okay there's other jobs out there which offer better for doing f sort of not far less but sort mm. of more work that doesn't give you as much stress which doesn't give you as much like sort of accountability like for example in medicine like you're dealing with people's lives you can get sued you can go to jail for yeah. you know you know making mistakes and slipping up um and at the same time like <clears throat> the south asian community is also um able to see other families so and you know their their kids sort of get into other careers and do okay yeah and so when you see it there's other options you realize okay like the safety net has just sort of risen a bit because like I'm I'm more okay with you sort of quitting your t your your nine to five because I know there's other options out there mm. and I know that there as and there's like, examples of people who've done it exactly and right, has actually yeah. lived yeah. fine hundred percent. Mm. Um, another thing I want to talk about was like how we think like the South Asian creative nature started. Um, and I was just kind of like thinking back like okay, so what was my first exposure? to a South Asian creative, like so outside of Bollywood and outside all the traditional mm. mediums. And like the one thing that I could like think of was like actually in the early days the way it all started was like was your South Asian comedians and actually like so you've got people like Lily Singh and then mm. you've got like Diary of a Bad Man and like, there's so many like That's examples true. of small creatives like that <coughs> who are obviously now super, super big. Yeah. But I feel like hats off to them for starting that out because like I think they found this really clever way of like encouraging other people and actually telling people that it's okay to essentially take the piss out of like the things that like you struggle with as a mm. South Asian. So like a lot of their humor is is based on like, you know, doing skits of like, yeah. you know, what Asian aunties would say or like, you know, the things that, you know, they expect South Asian girls to do and yeah. whatever. A lot of their content was based on that. So then when you're looking at that stuff, you're thinking, oh my God, that is so true. That is yeah. so true. And actually it was a very family friendly content because then I could show that to my parents and they'll yeah. be like oh come on we don't really like that but then deep down they're like oh my god I really like that yeah you know so I think they definitely like I think the, the comedian aspect of stuff yeah is probably how I would say started out for me yeah no that's that's interesting because like if I if I were to think about back to people who maybe influenced me back in the day mm. I wouldn't consciously think of anyone only now that you're mentioning it some of these yeah. people they were more like some conscious sort of careers because for example um Back in the day, you, even if like you never thought you'd be a creator, just seeing someone, you know, someone brown, someone of South Asian like mm. origin, 
making jokes, talking about things that you can relate to. That's super powerful because before that, essentially, like you're just watching, you know, uh, other cultures talk about their sort of, you know, what they can relate to and sort of inside jokes, which you wouldn't really understand. But, you know, you can imagine what it might be like. And so experiencing that for ourselves and saying, oh, wow, like this, our culture is so rich. There's so much to talk about. Yeah. And they're sort of they're sort of leading the way and, you know, breaking mm. down barriers sort of for us. Mm. So sub, like subconsciously, they're making it easier for us even if we don't know because yeah. we're seeing someone do it. So in our back, of the, in the back of our minds, we're thinking, okay, it's possible because so, there's someone there already doing it. Yeah. Like I was thinking about this, literally just watching uh, Hassan Minhaj. Yeah, yeah. Um, like yesterday um, because, like, you know, he's playing in London and mm. stuff, yeah. So I was just showing my parents, like, you know, uh, his homecoming yeah. Netflix special, right? And I was just watching it again. It's been like years since I first watched it. Honestly, a masterpiece, number one. Number two, I was thinking, because I've been like watching a lot of like Dave Chappelle and mm. stuff like that and just thinking, and there was like, there was one point where there was one act where uh, Dave Chappelle got like this Mark Twain prize mm. in front of like all the like, you know, top comedians and people and basically they were all there essentially for him and he did a little stand-up. Uh, you know, he, he gave a little speech and he was essentially saying, how important like it is uh, as a craft like to be able to talk to be able to give like social commentary to be able to have that free speech like and how like how difficult it is and how the what lengths he would go to protect other people from doing the same even if he disagreed with them yeah and i was like damn like you know we, we see we see some of these like you know arts and crafts from like a very superficial level mm. but there's a very very deep level to them and they're, they're very necessary mm. like in society and, and so Yesterday, you think I was thinking to myself, who is like an an South Asian comedian? Yeah. I mean, like Hasman Naj, he's 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 Indian, right? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. Indian. He's Indian. He's Muslim. Uh, you know, he speaks in uh, Hindi. So, like, li- even just watching that show and watching my parents react to a comedian dropping little, you know, little bars, b- yeah. bars in Hindi and like understanding all the little yeah. nuances and stuff like that, I was like. Like, you know, having that representation is so powerful. And he is, like, literally pushing, like, pushing the bar and, like, creating a path to, to, for, like, future comedians to sort of do it. Mm. You, you must think, like, how difficult it is to be the... F- I wouldn't say the first. There's probably other comedians before him who yeah. are doing similar things. But currently, like, when, when I think, like, where I would put, like, my favorite comedians, he would definitely be so, sort of very high up. Yeah. Because of that relatability factor as well. Mm. And to think that he's sort of doing that with I don't think there's anyone really close to him right now in the South Asian community who mm. kind of like rivals Hasan Minhaj. Yeah. Um so like he's constantly pushing things, you know what I mean? He's getting Netflix specials, he's getting, you know, his own shows, he's headlining um, you know, concerts and just to see the buzz around him, like all my mm. friends are like, Oh, like we gotta go watch Hasan Minhaj. Yeah. And they don't really say that about any other comedian. It's just like, you know what I mean? Mm. So it's really powerful to see, like, we don't give enough, like, props to people who are pushing the boundaries, who are doing it first, because yeah. they're not just doing it for themselves. They they don't know how much other people, like, come after them. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, how much they, they inspire them, mm. so even subconsciously. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's actually super powerful. Mm. Um, even, like, the, like, for example, ourselves, just putting yeah. ourselves online, there are people who have been who have come up to me and just been like, oh, like, I find it really cool. I've always wanted to do something. And the conversation always goes to sort of them because them seeing someone who m- might look like them, even if they don't really enjoy your content, they're just like, it's, it's kind of made me want to start as well. Mm. And so that's like, you know what I mean? That That's only started to come like yeah. front of mind now, like how powerful representation is. Yeah, 100%. And, then, um, and I think like in terms of representation, like I think 
you've got South Asians, but then you've got South Asians who are born and brought up in Britain, yeah. you know? And I think that in itself is like a separate, like, subculture. Yeah. Um, and actually, like, the reason why, like, we kind of resonate so much to people like Hassan Minaj and, like, back in the days, like, Russell Peters, mm. all of them, like, yeah, because yeah, Peters, you know, they're, yeah. they're either born and brought up in a Western country or, like, they came at a very young age and mm. they had to kind of cope with the two different cultures, like the culture from the motherland and also the culture of like being able to fit in. Mm. Um, and I think that's a huge aspect as well. Like when we are kind of like creating like, and that whole world of like representation, yeah. it can be quite difficult for um, people with um, mixed backgrounds. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so for example, like I, I was born and brought up in the UK, but I also know like so many South Asians who like, you know, way before they even like turned the age of 18, they've probably spent a lot of time in different countries because mm. of like, you know, their parents' jobs or whatever. Like then you've got third culture kids as well. Yeah. So I think like, you know, this whole kind of like notion of like representing where you're from, but then also trying to think, okay, what is what is it that I'm representing? Yeah. And sometimes like that can like influence what you then want to create because then you kind of think, okay, so like, do I want to kind of direct my content towards like, just like, the culture itself like like my motherland culture or do i want to resonate to the people of like my culture and where it stands right here right now in the uk yeah you know um and actually like that the og people that probably started this off was the um the family from goodness gracious me yeah yeah like i think they probably really broke the boundaries of like from the first yeah, day on that was, that was crazy um much, yeah. and they influenced a lot of people back then to then really get into the whole creative side mm-hmm. like because it was actually really clever what they did like and it was a that very was, simple it was a brilliant concept. show honestly but it was just so simple yeah. and it was so genius like all they did was i don't even think a lot of it was just acting it was just them being a very typical south asian family yeah and like for us to see something that we could like relate to and yeah and they cleverly put in a character that was representative of at least everyone in the family yeah. you know so you've got like the parents you've got the nanny yeah. you've got the parents who like are navigating like their immigration to like the UK yeah. then you did they even have I can't remember if they had kids or like mm, I think yeah there was a there was a couple of skits where there were yeah. like dumb, dumb kids almost but I think what was clever was that I think that was definitely good for our parents because then when they got to see that show they got to see that okay I really relate because obviously we are people who have just migrated yeah. to this country and they're kind of like representing us hmm. um but yeah, like this whole kind of like notion of representing, like I am seeing a lot more, not just South Asians, but just anyone from a different culture when they are creating. Like, I think the main thing that you think of is, okay, so if I'm going to create something online or just go into a creative venture, yeah. the first question that you do ask is like, okay, so where do I fit in? Yeah. So for example, when I was like creating something, I'm like, okay, so do I fit in the medical field, the medical content creation side, or do yeah. I fit into the South Asian creative side and then like when you're thinking about niches you then instantly think okay so like my usp is a combination of all of them right Mm -hmm. um and then you just start to think okay so like where who do i actually want to represent because it's hard like it's hard when you're born in britain Mm -hmm. but then you're a different race and culture but you have a british passport and it's just like i do find myself like jumping back and forth a little bit um but the thing is at the same time like as part of like that the diaspora like there's so many unique stories like i thought about this at one point as well like especially for people who who grew up and like jumped around in different Mm. countries and they never really felt like they could call any place like home home yeah um 
like for example, even though like I spent like I've basically grown up my entire life in the UK, mm. right? And so you know, there's this whole question about like you, when you when somebody asks me like what my identity is, like how do I like what do I feel is part of my identity? Yeah, it's a very difficult thing to explain. Like how you're sort of half, you know, some and in some ways you would consider yourself more British because that's that's been the, the large part of, you, of your experience. And the other half is like. <clears throat> you know, like the type of food that you might like, the type of, you know, uh, you know, the language of home, what you would associate with home. Mm. And so it, it's very difficult, but there's, at, at every point I feel like of our experience, there's there's stories to be told, there's things to be created. And like a lot of the time, like those little nuances are perfect for, for someone to create about mm. because you have to create about the small things like the and the better you kind of catch yeah. that the more people will be able to be like wow i can't believe that yeah. this person's explored that specific niche experience that maybe only we've experienced you know mm. what i mean so like for example hasan minaj he talks about how you know c- coming sort of over from india i think and actually no he was born in sort of he was raised in uh like davis california or whatever but sort of you know being a first generation yeah sort of or second generation c- coming over um and all the experiences that are around that, there's millions of people around the world who are experiencing that exact same thing. So mm. it may not be valuable to people who are just purely British or purely South Asian, but for us who are sort of a mix of those two, yeah. it's very, that like that is our experience, that is our shared mm. experience. So that is very valuable to us, you know what I mean? Yeah. Being in the middle, that, that fine middle. Mm. But I also think like it sometimes means like that we do tread on eggshells a little bit just because I think... Like, South Asians as, like, consumers can be really savage when they're, like, watching stuff. So, for example, like, when we say, like, oh, it is really good to be in the middle, sometimes it's actually the worst thing. Because, for example, Mm. it's like, I don't know, like, if they know that they're watching a South Asian creative who's born and brought up in the UK and then we're creating content about, like, our motherland, then you get comments such as, like, oh, you call yourself South Asian, but you've never visited the motherland. Or you you call yourself, you don't speak the language. And you're just like, ah! And then you just kind of get exiled out of your own identity and you just think, oh my God, you can't do anything right. Like it actually is is really savage. But then it's... But at the same time, it's still, I still think it's still worth doing. Yeah. And even if somebody has a bad take, it's still interesting to hear their take because it's like, that's their experience, right? Yeah. Like for example, even if they say something which is like, that almost kind of goes against your, you know, your home culture, your home religion... That's their experience and, you know, th- it doesn't negate their experience because mm. there's a lot of people out there who probably experience, you know, uh, who feel the exact same way as them. Yeah. So if they've got that, it, it's still important to sort of get it out there. If you don't like it, just don't watch it if it offends yeah. you or something like but that. But also, I just think people need to get rid of this idea that your culture is tied to location mm. and to skills and language because it actually goes way beyond that. Like, culture is actually just tied on the people that you're around. Mm. So if you... Yeah, fair enough. You may have never gone to your motherland, but if you live in a very typical yeah. household yeah. that embraced that culture and yeah. that culture comes in between like the core values that you're taught yeah. and the do's and don'ts yeah. and just tradition. And I don't yeah. think it needs to be in that location, yeah. you know? Mm. Like, so for example, like I, I remember I used to get so much stigma like going back to Bangladesh because like my family in Bangladesh, they just assumed that I can't speak Bengali. Mm. So every time I used to go, they, they would then start speaking English and I'm like, why are you speaking English? Like I can speak Bengali. Yeah. And they'll just be so shocked. They're like, yeah. oh really? Like, or like they will, you know, make me pizza instead of like oh, really? prote and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, why have you just, you know, it's just these assumptions that they make and it just shows. And my, my parents were very good examples of that. They said, look, just because they're born and brought up in the UK does not mean they're not 
Bengali kids, yeah. you know, like we've taught them everything about the culture. They didn't need to be in Bangladesh, yeah. you know. And there's reasons why they migrated. Like, yeah. you know, it's not the safest and it, just any Asian country now, like it's a very volatile place to be in. Like mm. it's not the safest place, both in terms of climate, politics, everything, you yeah. know. But it doesn't mean you 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 lose the title of being yeah. South Asian. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, th I think it's it's a hard one, and then it's it definitely requires a lot of guts and confidence. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like I was trying to think how we kind of got to this point, you know. <laughs> yeah, because we I think a massive these are the reasons why it stops a lot of people, a lot of South Asians, from even creating in the yeah, first point. That's the point. Yeah. That, that's the that's point. It does, and I think it's yeah. a lot of reasons why a lot of South Asian creatives start late. Yeah. You know, because they have started in the corporate world, being a lawyer, engineer, yeah. or being a medic, which has obviously taken like their first few years of being in their twenties. Yeah. You know, like a lot of creatives actually start really, really late, mm. and actually those who started young they were probably really blessed in not getting certain oppositions or they would, you know, for whatever circumstances, yeah. they were able to start young, you know? And, and you know, you know, when you mentioned just like, um, why it's so difficult for us to talk about these things, I think that, that makes it even more important that we do talk about it. Yeah. Because the thing is like, to, we need to have the conversations around that because then it sort of, it makes everyone more comfortable about talking about it. It makes us see the other sides. Like, for example, we might say this and then someone back home might be like, oh, like, I never know. I've never knew that they felt that way or they experienced things like that. You know what I mean? And so just to learn more about each other and have those conversations. And like, there are so many stories to be told within, yeah. within our experience. Like, you know, we talked about earlier how rich our culture is. Mm. But then you, you look at like, I look at some of the, you know, the the films made in like, you know, you know, Western countries and they're, they're, they're made on like the, the the most smallest sort of nuanced sort of experiences. And I'm like, we've not even scratched the surface of what we've experienced, like mm. in our sort of cultures, in, in our homes, um, you know, um, you know, in the streets, in the council areas, in like, you know, in, in our shops, in our community centers, in our, you know, even back home or like, you know, just like, like we mm. just spoke about how us, like as a dad, like a diaspora, like if we Are were we to gonna go, say as a dad? As a, not as a dad. <laughs> as a dad. <laughs> Big reveal. I was like, what? <laughs> <Big reveal. laughs> as a dad. That's, that's for the next, next so podcast. So glad you said diaspora. <laughs> We talk about we talk about my kids. Um, I've got no kids. Uh, <laughs> disclaimer. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, uh, but um, but yeah, like there's so like say for example, we would have endless amount of content content just exploring and noticing the small sort of aspects of our mm. lives being in that middle ground between like you know, uh, like you know we weren't we weren't sort of born and raised sort of back home. Yeah, and now we're in a sort of country where our culture our religious practices are very different to like the majority yeah of, you know so like there's so much to talk about and like it's really nice even just seeing people exploring just being creative and just filling those little gaps mm -hmm. because then we have more to sort of relate to it sort of you know it just sort of snowballs and just yeah. becomes a, a, a bigger sort of like body of work that we can all sort of benefit from mm. i also think like another reason why often like we've all started a little bit late or not or the reason why we're seeing a rise in south asian creatives now as opposed to before mm. is because and, and you, you can agree with me or not but like um probably not <laughs> but it's like i think, I'll whisper that to the, I think like, the reason the reason why a lot of us do start late is because we're probably born and brought up in an area where we are literally the minority and often we've grown up 
in a situation or in an environment where we felt like it was uncool to be South Asian, you yeah. know? So, like, I grew up in predominantly a very, very white area. Yeah. So, actually, there were a lot of times, like, growing up as a teenager, I didn't think it was cool to be South. And I, I never saw myself as South Asian or yeah. Bengali because... I was pretty much the only brown girl in my school. Um, went to a Catholic school. So mm. both religiously and culturally, I was practicing all these like yeah. different things. Um, and actually, I just didn't think it would like in my head growing up, I just thought no one cares about yeah. being South Asian. No one cares about being brown. Like, mm. why would I want to create anything about that? You know, or yeah. why would I want to be a creative when, yeah. again, back then there's not many people look like me. And all that stuff. Yeah, and that, that, that's actually like it's actually a very sad. It's like, deep topic because like when you think about it, like literally the same the same thing with me. Like even growing up, I almost found it uncool to speak like my own mother tongue. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that yeah. sort of subconscious. Or if our parents would speak it in public, like, Shush! like but now yeah, I'm no, like, no, no. I, would, I wouldn't mind like if like my parents spoke it in public, but as in like I would. I didn't really prioritize it, or maybe I was just like you know young and like I didn't really see it as like an important thing but it's only sort of when I grew older I was like wow like how have I let it kind of slip like mm. I can speak I can understand it very well because my mum always speaks to me yeah. in Urdu you know what I mean but like speaking it back like not actually taking the initiative to try and maintain you know and keep that hold on to that language because yeah. of its sort of cultural richness and like how it just sort of it just mm. it just helps you in so many different ways um, but there's that there's also the fact that like you said growing up in environments where we never saw people like ourselves mm-hmm. on, on the Disney channel on things like that so we're thinking okay like these are the heroes um, these are sort of our, these should be our love interests these you know what I mean yeah and, and you never see it and to be honest because it's going to get out of my head but the one time where an Asian person represented in the UK like was and a really big significant part was when Shilpa Shetty joined Big Brother. She got roasted. Yeah. And literally that moment, yeah. like I think it was so scarring and so traumatic for anyone watching that. And mm-hmm. we were all pretty much like in our late teens. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, like and it's it's really rare for like a Bollywood actress to like come into <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really rare for a Bollywood actress to come in to the UK and yeah. have any sort of presence, and also for the UK to then feel really she interested. Won that. She, did, she won, didn't she? Can't remember. I think she won. Did she? She won. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then it's just like all you can. All, it was, all Jade, she's, was it Jade Goody? Yeah, but then she all she. Her. Yeah, like all like I mean, she called her Poppadom and whatever. Yeah, yeah I but see, that. see, that's the one thing that you remember yeah, is the Poppadom and, and not. Is that we, even though like I never knew her, I was almost rooting for her and rooting for the public to kind of see her because she almost represented us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're like, will anyone? Like, and then just all of that backfired when you just saw the backlash that she got in the Big Brother house and you just think no, but I think like actually the the UK actually responded pretty well to her because she just sort of held her composure mm. and Jade Goody just made herself out to be like you know just like a fat woman mm. through that so um, but yeah it's just crazy because like also like growing up as well especially as like a male South Asian like you know that, you know that stereotype that South Asian boys essentially just like want to be black yeah, with you the know cars one, and yeah? stuff, innit? No, not with the cars. I mean, just like in terms of like, it, 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 there's there's so many, tr- there's you know, there's a lot of yeah, aspects which are that. true because yeah. like growing up, even now, I listen mainly to African-American music yeah, or African-American creators or just black cr- cr- music creators because there's so much, I don't know how that sort of ended it's just up. what you even, like. Yeah, hip-hop, it? rap, or even just a lot of my favourite musicians are black. Mm. My favourite comedians are black. Yeah. Um, my favorite shows, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, yeah. Everybody Hates Chris, uh, show, you know, My Wife and Kids. A lot of that were 
was based around either African American or mm. yeah, mostly African Americans. Yeah. Um, but like when you think about it, like they they've sort of so so much like I've seen so much of how rich their culture is, and it's a shame that we didn't have as many sort of South Asian sort of mm. you know uh, shows and musicians and comedians to sort of power you know as a parallel. Yeah. Um. So. When I think about it like that, I think how necessary it is for for people to stop, like sort of fill those spaces, mm. and how important it is for us to sort of champion people who are doing it. If it's not for ourselves, it's for you know the people you know who come after us. Mm. Like recently, I was watching um, like this sort of uh, on Instagram or TikTok. It was a video of like how all these little uh, sort of uh, black girls were reacting to seeing um, uh, what's that? What's that mermaid? Oh yeah, the Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid or whatever, yeah. Yeah, and, like, and it's got—is it yeah, yeah. Haley? Whoever, yeah. But basically, yeah, like, as in their reaction to seeing a black mermaid for once, and they're like, "What? Like, she looks wow, just she, like me. She just looks just like me." And or then seeing you've like a got black all those the first time. Bill and Bob's who react to it. Exactly, but you—you <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you—you don't—you don't realize how powerful it is to see someone who looks like yeah. you acting in that situation. Like, even we've recently had a representation um, in, the in Disney. Miss, yeah, that Marvel. One. I've not. Seen what's it. the What's her name? I don't know, Little Marvel girl. <laughs> <laughs> little Marvel, Marvel girl. <laughs> what is it? This Marvel. Little Marvel girl. <laughs> is it not? Okay. Oh wow! If that's not been major, I'm <laughs> little Marvel girl. Little... Sorry, I just need that. to leave. <laughs> that could be you. <laughs> little Marvel girl. What's the, what's the name? I you know what's the but we know what the worst part is. Like I've watched it and I loved it and I, I still can't remember. <laughs> so clearly wasn't that good. Little yeah, Marvel girl. Here's <laughs> the thing, right? Like, okay, I've not watched that, but say for it's example, really good. Yeah. I underestimated it. It is re- okay. First of all, I was so really pessimistic. Little Marvel girl. Let's, let's go with Little Marvel girl. Marvel putter. Um, I think it is Miss. No, I think you. Oh God, what's the name? We'll find out. Kind of. Hey. <laughs> this is so bad coming from it's my own culture I okay I was really like, like I was people. not I, w- I had really low expectations okay. only because again we don't have much representation yeah. and also like sometimes, it's weird that I even though it, it, like something like that would come out I would automatically assume that it's probably going to be crap yeah why do we think that you know what it is as well yeah it's Bollywood like, no no here's another thing it comes back after goodness Bollywood. gracious me yeah. there's been other shows who have tried to um, like replicate it yeah. and it feels like they're all kind of like moulded into something that sort of the British will sort of um, you know the average British uh, person would sort of enjoy or you know take out the sort of nuanced bits or you know take out all mm. the things that make it funny and I'm like they're so you know you could do the bare minimum and we'd relate to it and like have a laugh but how, how can you kind of mess that up I don't yeah. I don't think people have the the same sort of freedom on that sort of stage right now to, yeah. complete, to completely express But themselves. also, I think sometimes... Either that like, or they're just crap. Like, it's just like, I think there's a very thin line between... So when you're mixing this culture in, like, Hollywood style, mm. so essentially, like, the way it was filmed, it was obviously in, like, Hollywood, wasn't it? Yeah. So, like, like Warner Bros. Studios, productions, all of that stuff. So sometimes when you're combining two different styles, it's quite hard to merge that and then make it not cringeworthy like yeah. it's very natural when you are mixing any two forms and style you could cringe so for example mm-hmm. I sometimes really cringe when I hear rap in Hindi 
and and I've heard and I've heard Hindi artists who yeah, do yeah, rap, yeah. but it's only because I don't cringe because I think oh their bars are really crap or whatever. It's not yeah. that. It's just I'm just so not used to hearing that language. Same. So for example, like you know, I was watching Rap Game UK and there's um an Irish guy who yeah. who raps and, and a Scottish guy who raps just, just hearing it in a different accent I'm just not used to that yeah. doesn't mean to say that it's bad it's not it's just I'm not used to yeah, that yeah, yeah. you know um, well, it's almost like we're, I can only speak for myself but I'm almost trained to sort of expect that anything from our own culture is sort of still in its infancy yeah and it's not like polished, mm-hmm. so there's no point in me watching it because it's not gonna it's not gonna match up to sort of ho- Hollywood level. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, but like, say for example, when Black Panther came out, I felt like really happy for even like sort of the black community to see because um, the same thing. Remember with the Barbie dolls, kids see, mm. seeing like Chadwick Boseman as a Black Panther and thinking, "Wow, I'm, I can be a superhero!" Like that yeah. was so cute to see. Yeah. And then at the same time, there was another film. What was it like the? Um, there's another little, Marvel film. I've got to be careful with what I say here. Little Marvel. It's, it's, um, I think it's, Hulk. No, it's the guy with the rings. Huh? The Chinese dude with the rings. Oh, yes. What's that called? Is it Kai? No, not Kai. No. no Cobra Kai, what's wrong? What? That's what you're thinking of. No. You're thinking of Mr. Miyagi. You watch Marvel more than me. I don't know why okay. you're struggling. Oh, what was his name? That was a really good film, but but basically how they <laughs> sort of incorporated the ring one. The, the guy's got like uh, uh, like this Chinese dude. I hope really hope he's Chinese and I have not been racist. I'm pretty oh. sure he's Chinese. <laughs> but like he's and got, Marvel. Uh yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Okay, let's move on before we um so, lose our credibility. Uh, I'm joking. Uh, You've got your phone on you. Check it on your called? phone. We all have to have our phones out. It's not even like that's tricks. Okay. Find out the Marvel one as well. No, no, no. Little Miss Marvel. Girl. No, no, just find out. I think, what's it called? Okay. Find out the Marvel one. M- Marvel. Say Pakistani Marvel. Rings. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Okay. See, I was not going to butcher that first bit. But then what was Shang-Chi. It? Find out the Marvel. Let me show you guys. Where's the camera? There. Can you see? Zoom. Now. Let me see. Oh, fair. Okay. So this was sick because, like, they incorporated a lot of, like. Find the Marvel one, huh? find the Marvel one as well. That's sick. What do I search? Pakistani Marvel. Kamala Khan. She's called Kamala in the show. Uh, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. So why did you say Little Marvel Girl? I said it earlier, Miss Marvel. And you, you, were like, said, no. you said Little Marvel no, Girl. No, I said Miss Marvel ten times until you forced okay, me to Ms. say Marvel. that. Okay, it's Miss Marvel. Okay, wasn't that far off? I said Miss Marvel. She used to be a Little Marvel Girl. Rewind it. Put the little clip of me saying Miss Marvel. Anyways, I would give that a solid eight Ms. out of Miss Marvel 10. Girl slaps doing it. <laughs> what is it? No, little Marvel Girl. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the Shang-Chi one was really good. And like, th- there was so much of it, which they didn't really have to dive so deep into the culture because this guy was also kind of mm. like, he, he was raised in America, blah, blah, blah. But they introduced so many cultural elements which made it like, wow, like, you know, this is super interesting to watch anyway. Yeah. Like to learn about a new culture. And, yeah, 100%. Um, and there's been a lot of like conversations about how, even on Netflix, for example, mm. how some shows like Squid Game, mm-hmm. Are not are not Hollywood, but they've taken over the world by storm. Mm. Like they and they, and like they don't speak English. Um, you know, they're speaking Korean. Like everything. But like, people are interested. But exactly, the world loves it. Because the concept and everything. Yeah, the concept loves it. And like uh, and the films like Parasite, like mm-hmm. you know South Korean films. When they're coming yeah. into it, I, I got obsessed with South Absolutely Korean film for a while. And you're just thinking like, you know, wow, okay, like there's so much, there's so much to explore within cultures. There was another film. I think it was in. Um, 
it was about a small Chinese family and sort of the the generational divide between the grandma who was like from back home mm. and like the gr- the the the, um, the granddaughter who yeah. basically only saw herself as like um, American and mm. was like grandma you're weird like and that <laughs> kind of thing yeah and it was a very sort of um, the film was all like almost completely about sort of that relationship yeah. and how they sort of bonded over time um, yeah I can't remember that film there's no point in me searching it but. Um, <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, there's so, there, like what I'm trying to say is that there's so much, there's so much to explore within our cultures, yeah. And there's so much left to explore mm. that, like, it's actually really exciting to see people from say, the South Asian community begin to start like working towards and sort of, uh, you know, bringing other people in and exploring those sort of um, those stories, yeah. those experiences. And I think the essence of it all is, like you said before, it's just community, isn't it? Yeah. It's just that sense of community um, and being around people who at first you thought you were the only one, but then yeah. you realise that actually you're not the only one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and just resonating to each other and mm. just making art out of it, really, yeah. as cringy as that sounds. Um, but yeah, so having more representation in big, big platforms like Disney and Marvel, like that obviously had such, such a huge impact. Um, but also seeing a lot of people who are very similar, who have very similar paths to us, mm. really making it and showing to us that it, you can be successful. Yeah. Like, it just helps, really, doesn't it? Um, but, yeah, and I just hope that it goes in that direction. Yeah. And hope- Shout out to all the people out there making things, making it. Yeah, and if you're South Asian exploring. and you're making it, then contact us and share us your work. Um, we'd love to have a chat with you guys. Um, but I'm sure there's loads of people out there. Um, no, it's just, it's honestly, it's, it's even nice just seeing, sharing that sort of journey with other people mm. who are just sort of... because we sort of have that shared anxiety about we, we don't really know you know where this might end up or what we're really doing we don't have full control over it and so it's nice to have sort of a um a friendship group or just a community of people who are doing the same thing like even um even when i started for example i met you and the other guys mm. who sort of had creative interests and it's nice to have people who immediately understand what you must be going through, like that you need a bit of support. Yeah. That you, you know, it's a very lonely thing, to, especially when you're creating and you don't have anyone around you mm. um, sort of doing the same thing. So having that encouragement, having that support, or just having someone check in with you mm. and be like, you know, keep keep it going. You know what I mean? Like you, 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 I'm doing my thing, you're doing your thing, uh, but we'll support each other. We'll sort of, you know, we're in this journey sort of together. It's really nice. Um, so yeah, hopefully... Um, but yeah, as you like our little mermaid, the little marvel. I'd love to girl. be a mermaid. Little marvel, a little girl. brown mermaid. Um, you're kind of dressed like a mermaid today. You got the mermaid outfit on, little oh. Miss Mermaid. Represent. Anyway, um, yeah, I think that sums up. I think that wraps up this episode quite nicely. Mm-hmm. We just all want to be mermaids. Yeah, little marvel girl. Little marvel girl. We'll make that marvel boy. I can we'll, be marvel we'll put... boy. You reckon? You have to have talent and powers. I've got mess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that's uh, that's been it for this episode of making it. And did we mention that we're South Asian we're and South we're proud? Asian. We never said where we're from yet. I'm from. Where are you from? Tell him. Where you tell him? She's from Bangladesh. And he's from Pakistan. I'm from Pakistan. From and Pakistan, once mate. upon a time. But where are you? That origi- no, but where are you a lot of beef. Where are you originally from? Where where you originally originally from? Where you originally from? (laughs) Where you really from? Some people might argue I'm East Pakistani. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's stop there. But yeah. Anyways, cool. 
thank you guys for listening. Um, and if you have any suggestions about other things that we should talk about, yeah. or if you would like to be interested in joining us here on the show, then just message us. Yeah. We'd love to get to know you and what you're doing and what you're making. Yeah, good point. Then we are very close to wrapping up season yep. one. So let us know in season two, we're hoping to bring on some guests. Um, hopefully we'll introduce some sort of like Q&A sort of segments or episodes um, so please let us know like drop questions or where you'd like to see this podcast go if you have any guest recommendations or people you'd like to see on the show definitely tag them let them know if you know them personally it'd be great if you put them in touch with us mm-hmm. otherwise we'll try and reach them out to them ourselves and yeah I think I think we've made a half decent season exactly we've, we've had our ups and downs but and until then watch Little Marvel girl, and let us know what you think. And Shang Chi. And peace out. Peace out. <laughs> Little Marvel girl. <laughs> was, I said Miss Marvel. I can't. Do you know what? I was thinking Miss Marvel, but then I thought, oh, that probably sounds like. No, you like I'm sure there was a kind of BSC element to it. But I was like, I know her name me. was you Kamala Khan. Yeah. Like I watched it as well. Little and Kamala. I, she was called Kamala, or like it's not Kamala, it's like Kamala. Kamala. It was really good, man. It was really good. I mean, I was shocked by it. But I knew, and I knew the name and you didn't. I'm a G. Oh.